Hello and welcome to Plus One to Gaming. Chris here, introducing the latest addition to our content network, the Dadventurous Podcast, a family-friendly adventure featuring a dynamic father and daughter duo that's just too adorable to miss. Check it out after the jump, and head over to plusonetogaming.com to subscribe for more Dadventurous episodes and other D&D content. Let's get into it. Hey there, guys. Welcome to our family-friendly Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Dadventurous. Do-do-do-do! <laughs> uh, as you can tell, based on that, we are a dad and daughter duo, and we're going to be playing a whole lot of Dungeons & Dragons. And so we just wanted to kind of talk to you about what to expect while listening to this podcast. First of all, Dungeons & Dragons is a tabletop role-playing game. So I am going to be the dungeon master for this first campaign. Uh, however, down the line, I am hoping that we will switch up roles. Maybe I'll get to be a player. Maybe the daughter will be the dungeon master for those. I'm the daughter. Um, I'll be the player for this first campaign. So get ready for cool adventures, funny characters, and maybe some funny voice acting as well. Are you implying that I have bad voice acting? No, I'm saying you have funny voice acting. Okay. That's a compliment. I see. I'll take it. And basically, I'll be helping push out the story. Yeah. We kind of tell it together, don't we? Yeah. We hope it's exciting. We hope it's fun. For anyone concerned, like the parents out there or kids who aren't sure, when we are on our adventures, we are not going to be using any inappropriate language or themes, but it's still a world with danger and impactful moments. And since it's a fantasy world, there will be some action, like battles and hazards, but don't worry, it's all in the name of good, clean fun and entertainment. Our main goal is put a smile on your face and maybe get a laugh or two, probably from us as well. Mostly from us. Yeah. We're really good at telling ourselves our own jokes yes. and then laughing at them. Um, we're all about having a good time and sharing this world with you. Fair warning, though. Every now and again, as the campaign unfolds, we are probably going to be touching on occasional deeper topics like love, death, grief. Just like the stories we love, sometimes real stuff kind of sneaks in. But mainly this place to share creativity and imagination where we, you and me, get to make this magical world together. Yeah. So our first episode is just around the corner. We're excited to have you along for the ride. We hope you enjoy this magical, nonsensical world of fantasy and danger and fun. So gear up, prepare for wonder, and get ready for an unforgettable journey. And without further ado, let the adventures... Begin! <laughs> so I, I think we need some kind of like music introduction. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know how to play like any instruments except the ukulele, and not very good. Yeah, I'm not. That's fair. I don't really have any instruments either. But if we just like made sounds, like what, like clapping or like no, no, no. What if we like made sounds with our mouths and we made the music? Just by us singing nonsense back and forth. <laughs> um, sure. Maybe I could start out like this. Dice. Rolls. Dragons. Trolls. Adventurous. Welcome. 
to Dadventurous, a dad and daughter Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am the dad. And I am the daughter. And together we are going to take you on an extraordinary journey, I think. <laughs> Is it? Hopefully. It'll be a journey. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it'll be extraordinary. Um, I've been a player and a DM for like seven years. Uh, tons of stuff. I've been on some a podcast before, and I have a lot of time playing Dungeons & Dragons, mostly 5th edition, as well as some other tabletop role-playing games. What about you? Um, I have been playing for about four years. I've DM'd a couple of small one-shots. If you know what those mean, they are small, like, mini-stories campaigns. Yeah. Um, and I run a D&D club at my school. So, two big old nerds. Yes. Basically. And so the plan here is to have a podcast where you and I play what's called a duet, a one-on-one D&D campaign, where mostly I'll be the DM, maybe you'll do some in the future, and you'll be the player with a sidekick of some kind of my making to help out, but nothing, I want you to do all the decision making. And so we are going to jump into that here in a minute, I think. Um, but first, do you want to talk about your character now, or should we get into the world first and then talk about your character? I think world first, then character. Okay, so we are going to jump into this and get everybody right into the story of this quotation mark extraordinary journey. <laughs> are you ready? Yes. All right. We dive into the world of Elsewhere. <laughs> uh, where unpredictable magic and outdated modern technology intertwine. Once long ago, there existed a world much like our modern Earth. Earth. Yeah. However, a surge happened causing magic to erupt into the realm. Creatures seemingly ripped from stories came exploding into our reality. Magic surged throughout the world, causing all sorts of things to become alive. Items from the past were imbued with magic and creatures that were once just animals became fully sentient. The font of magic disrupted modern systems like electricity and combustion engines, but curiously enough, smaller technological devices survived the upheaval. And these remnants from the past, now infused with magic, have become known as past world tech. Uh, they've become a source of power, each holding their own unique magic, unable to be replicated. And... People seek them out. People go find these things and use them. And these people are called rummagers. And rummager is an occupation that is not for the faint of heart. And your character is a rummager. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that came from this is the form of currency in the world. Uh, there are small mm. little metallic uh, oblong-shaped things. They go they around once. Around they have a curl, and then they meet in the middle. Some of you might call them paper clips, but here in Elsewhere, <laughs> they are called clips, and they are the currency of the realm. And you have different types, the normal ones and the jumbos. And some of them are even gold. Yeah. They're not actually gold, <laughs> no. but they sure are painted gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so delving into this, the ruins of past world to find tech and clips have become an occupation. These rummagers, right? But it's risky. There are ruins are inhabited by more than just 
old junk. There are creatures, there are dangers. However, 300 years have passed since the magical explosion that reshaped the world. The once high demand for past world remnants has started to diminish, and most now rely on newer creations and technologies that are made from past world tech. The need for new past world tech, it depends on your who you are in the world, but most average people don't need it. However, there are those who still use the tech, and clips, of course, are always needed. And in the town of Mapsedge, nestled between the colossal cliffs and two major cities, there is a half-merged skyscraper buried into the wall, still full of past world tech and junk and other stuff. And the rummagers regularly make their way into this area, which they refer to as... The Scrape. The Scrape, exactly. And in town, in Maps Edge, there is one shop that still remains out there to serve you the best past world tech they can find, and it is run by your grandfather, whose name is Gunther. Uh, it stands as a relic of the old days, and travelers and locals still find wonders every day. However, business is not very good. Travelers don't come through as much, and... The people of the town usually have bought what they need, and they need to find clips more than they need to find gadgets and magical items. The world is changing once again, though, and new magic storms, wild magic storms, are plaguing the countryside, bringing unpredictable chaos and new magical surges with them. People are beginning to wonder if there's something else wrong with the realm. What is causing the increase in storms? And does the past world hold a clue? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the allure of the past world and the mystery of the scrape await. Welcome, listeners, to a realm like no other. Or I'm sure there's others like it, but. <laughs> a realm like some other. There you go. <laughs> we are probably not original. No. But it sounds neat. And so this is where we find ourselves now is in this shop. The upstairs of the shop is where you live, and the name of the shop is Past World Plunders. Your grandfather, Gunther, is running the store up front. And though pretty much almost no customers have come in today, so Gunther is running the store up front, keeping things tidy, as he does. And making sure everything looks its best. Exactly. Gunther is an old turtle. Green skin, shell on his back, spectacles on his eyes, like glasses. Small little BDS. <laughs> yep, and he is wrinkled and old man, uh, but he's still got a good, I don't know, energy in his step. He can still move around a lot. Uh, as much as a turtle can. <laughs> exactly. It's not fast, but it's it's good and sturdy. And anyway, um, he's down there getting the thing ready. He is um, busy in the way that somebody operates to stay busy. Uh, he always is working, but times are tough a little bit. Clips are low, and people aren't buying what they used to. And you are in your room. You're in the process of loading up your rummager gear for the daily run into the scrape and ready to see what secrets and hidden treasures lie inside. So do you want to tell us all about your character and maybe your room, too, what it looks like? You can make it up. <laughs> um, uh, 
my name is Kia, and um, I am a tabaxi, or tabaxi, a cat person. Um, and and I'm like a Maine Coonish type tabaxi, but young, so not big, um, but very fluffy, um, silver white with gray spots, and I'm wearing a leather vest, um, some satchels, and and you're wearing what colors do you does Kia normally wear? Just so I can get a picture too in my head. <laughs> well, um, I'd say your rummager gear is most mostly like brown, maybe some green to like blend in with plants. Okay. And maybe some gray for like the cement. Okay. Um, but yeah, kind of like the modern, like camo, but not really. Yeah. Because it's leather. Camo colors, but. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what does your room look like? I'm making you make it up on the spot. <laughs> we did not discuss this. We don't um, need to. It's improvisation. In that voice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's cluttered with some of the things that uh, she's found that I haven't uh, that aren't magical, but she's found to be interesting. Okay. Um, that is interesting enough to take home without being magical. Do you think she has like a collection of some kind? Yeah, maybe like some like th- special things that she's found. Um, maybe some I don't know like. There's knickknacks and things like little vases or statues or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe or... like a little um, a wire that has that was coiled into a weird shape and like meshed with like a branch, so it kind of has like a little. Like uh, homemade jewelry type stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and like things that she's found that, or other knickknacks that she's found that are interesting enough to take home without being magical to sell. Gotcha. Cool. And and that brings up another point. So you're a rummager. Yeah. Do you want to kind of explain what you do on a daily basis? We had a session zero, and we did this a little bit already. Yeah. So you can kind of tell people what it is a rummager does. So a rummager basically goes into past world ruins. The Things such as Scrape, other, like, random ruins that are found throughout mm-hmm. In Session everywhere. Zero, you went into, like, a gas, or a bus station. Yeah. A bus depot. A bus depot. Yeah. And, um, and they rummage for parts and magical items, and every rummager has a sort of, from experience, has a sort of sense for what has this password magic. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because something I didn't mention, but in this world, the people, the inhabitants of this world have no magic. Yeah. There is no innate magic. And so the way that people use magic... Is through items. Is through items. And so you have things that... The way we're going to be doing magic is it's basically going to work the exact same as spell slots, but instead of spell slots, they're basically like... How many charges does this thing have per day? How many times can you activate one of your past world gadgetry? And so there are classes, there are D&D classes still in this world, but imagine a wizard having one of those like weird guy trying to sell stuff on the corner. (laughs) He's got a trench coat full of weird like 
Yeah, he's like stolen watches and stuff like that. Something. It's like a CD seller. Oh yeah, yeah. Selling black market DVDs. Yeah, yeah. DVD <laughs> so yeah, imagine DVD. that. Where each little item in his trench coat he pulls out, but it's a fireball. <laughs> and that's kind of how we imagine the world. Um, there are creatures that seem to be able to use some sort of magic as well, or items as well. But for the most part, as far as you know, and anyone you've ever met know, people, the inhabitants, do not have magical innate capabilities. Magical not capabilities. innate. Mm-hmm. And so another reason why finding this past world tech is so important. Yeah. And like it's like it's still in demand for like wizards and mm-hmm. everyone else who uses magic because yeah. it's their source. Yeah, you would you would probably imagine that there are places in the world where past world tech is still in high demand. Yeah. But Maps Edge is not which <laughs> if we can paint the picture of the the map here of the world on the edge there is the colossal cliffs how about this you look out the window in your room you have a small little porthole window about 10 inches just enough to put your head through and um, you can see the colossal cliffs these are cliffs that are easily two miles high they're huge they're huge no one goes past the cliffs because they are just jagged and straight up And they go the entire length or width of this continent of elsewhere. Map's Edge is smack in the middle, basically butted up to these cliffs. West of you is a pretty big city called Athon, and east of you is a port city called Briarport. They are days away from Map's Edge. So Map's Edge is this little travel hub with, I would guess, probably about... A hundred people living. Not very many. No. And not really too many things in the way of businesses or things of that nature. Just um, what the locals need. Like mm-hmm. like a food market or mm-hmm. uh, like a food market, maybe our shop. Do you want me to give you a breakdown of what sure. is here in town? So notable places in Maps Edge are Past World Plunders, of course. Yes. Where you operate and sell things with your grandfather. Uh, you also have Callie's Clutter, which is another past world tech shop, but they don't focus on magical items. They focus on kind of like the stuff you're collecting. Knick-knacks. It's knickknacks. It's fun little things uh, and stuff that she makes out of these knickknacks. Uh, the Scrapeyard is the local inn and tavern. You have the General's General Goods. <laughs> uh, mixed up meals. Uh, which is a food shop, and that's kind of it. And then just people's houses. And then people's houses. Yep. So that's kind of your notable places in town. Exactly. And a little village that's all based around one street. One one road that cuts right through Maps Edge. Maybe little alleys. Yeah, exactly. And that's where people's houses are. But all those businesses are basically in a block. Is there a square or no? There probably is a square, probably like near the inn. And tavern, there's probably like an old, I'm going to say there's an old fountain that used to work. That used to work. Yeah. Now it's just a puddle of stagnant water. (laughs) Um, That's like, oh, there might be um, some plants growing in here because it's so, it doesn't. uh, Plants is a word. Uh, 
weird algae growth is probably <laughs> it's probably better. <laughs> I mean, algae is plants. Right? It's true. It's true. There's probably also like a weird fish with half an eyeball and an extra fin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's like it's just swimming around and like no one like tries to stick their hands in the water because no. it's like. It'll bite you. What is this fish? Yeah. It'll bite you or give you some sort of disease. Yeah. That's basically a map's edge. Everything in town is a little bit run down. It was built, pro- everything was built probably 100 years ago, and you guys are just still operating it. <laughs> uh, so just to give everybody an idea of how luxurious life is in map's edge. Yeah. Anyway, you're in your room, and you're gathering your stuff, and Gunther's downstairs. What do you want to do? I'd say probably finish finish up packing my things, which would probably be I have my little satchels and my vest, and I'd I'd probably have like mm, not a backpack, but like uh like along with my little sachets. I imagine it's like a like a sash across my chest or what? Yeah, to a satchel. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a big, like, satchel for all my extra yeah, gadgets. like a traveler bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you would have things like rope. You'd have things like uh, climbing gear and stuff like that. And Anything. weapons. Yeah, and your weapons and everything that you can to get into the scrape. Yeah. And other places that you've been and to. And other places. Uh, you've probably, you're, we decided that you're young, right? You're ele- yeah. You're 11-ish. 11, 12-ish. Yeah. yeah, in that age frame. You've probably been a rummager for a couple of years. Yeah. Starting real small yeah. and moving into the scrape probably only in the last six months or so. Yeah. Where And where, the scrape like, is the, where all the other rummagers go. Yeah, like my first my first ones would probably be like, oh, um, there's this tiny little uh, building that, or like half building that's left, and then it's like, there's a little pile of stuff, and I'm like, yay, it's my first thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Gunther was a rummager, oh. um, but he's too old now. He's old. He's real old. And as people may have guessed, he's not your real grandfather. No. Because he is a gnome, or sorry, tortle. he is a turtle. I keep saying gnome. He is a turtle. With a with a shell and 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 scale scaly leathery He's skin. A He's a turtle, and you're a cat person. Yeah. So anyway, just trying to put that into people's heads. Gunther's down there, and you hear him cluttering around and muttering to himself periodically. And uh, he goes, he says things. Like, you hear like a loud bang, and he goes, "Ah, dang it! Ah, all right." And he picks that up, and this is kind of far away, so. Uh, so finish packing up my stuff. I'd probably um, go down go downstairs to see if you like. Like I know he's old, so I'd probably go downstairs to see if like he dropped anything that would hurt him. Uh, as you go downstairs, you see him bending back up, really creaky from picking something up, and he goes, "Oh, oh okay, hi, Kia. How's your morning going? Did you sleep well?" Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, make any? Uh, did you make any new? Uh, Sales? Yeah, sales. Uh, sales early in the morning or no? Unfortunately, no. We are high and dry today so far. Although I did hear that later today there might be um, a, a, a traveling group of ambassadors going through. Ooh! Uh, Hodge told me about that. Hodge runs the inn. Ah. Uh, so, um, 
I'm hoping to get the shop up and, you know, in good shape for later in the afternoon. Are you planning on going out? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out to, to the scrape. Uh, okay. And you're gonna stay below floor seven, right? Yes, I know. Okay, because it's pretty dangerous up there. And I know you want to go up there, but... I know, I know. I don't know if you're ready yet. It just gets your old man worried is all. Hey, I give him a hug. Oh, thank you. I love you, little Kia, and he pats your head. How tall is he? He is probably your height. <laughs> he you have to reach up and go like this. Yeah, you're maybe a little bit taller than you, because you're a short yeah. tabaxi, right? Yeah. He's probably like four feet tall. He was a short turtle. <laughs> and he gives you a hug, and as he pulls you away, he also like checks your gear. He like makes sure your straps are all cinched up. He like looks at your tools and rope and mm-hmm. dusts you off a little bit, and he's like, all right, well... I taught you well. Just be safe. And don't get into any scraper fights that you can't handle. Yes. Okay. Well, I guess good luck. I hope you find something. And then very quietly to himself, he mutters, we're going to need it. I uh, pretend I didn't hear it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And he kind of just goes back to doing the shop. Is there like an open countertop or is it a... So it's like a a big garage door. So like imagine like like a vendor at a carnival or something like that. Yeah. So he's got the shop behind where you guys are, where you live is up above the shop. Yeah. And then he's got a huge counter, probably like 20 feet wide counter with a garage door that opens up. And so people can like stand at the counter and come into the shop. Oh. And so it's it's actually pretty big. It's probably like a 50 square foot. Oh, wow. Or sorry, 50 by 50. That's a big room. It's big. big it, once upon a time, it was hopping in past world plunders. Yeah. And so he made a lot of money back in the day being a rummager and then selling his own stuff. Yeah. So that's Which, what's going on. Who would run the shop? Huh? Uh, so that's a great question. Uh, and you can, you would know this. Uh, Gunther had a wife at one point. Her name was Tilda, your grandmother. You did not know her. Yeah. Uh, this was before your time, but it was her shop. He was the rummager. Oh. She was the store owner. Store owner. She died. And so Many years over. ago, and he took it over because it was like her dream to have this shop. So you would know this. He found you X amount of years ago, mm-hmm. and probably about like six, six, five or six years ago. And maybe, he trained. No, I think it would be like maybe like ten years ago, even like or oh, maybe I don't know. Uh, we discussed. I think it'd be like five or six. Yeah, five or six. Because you were already. Alive for a little bit before yeah. he found you. Yeah. Um, and so he, he's he been essentially your grandfather for the last yeah. six years or so, uh, we'll just say. But you did not know Tilda. No. So that's who the shop would have been run by was your... When he was your remedy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, um, he gets all excited all of a sudden. He says, he says can't wait. Yeah, look, look, look. And you see and you look over and there is someone that you don't recognize perusing the shop. This guy is going to look around and then I would like you 
the first roll of the campaign to make your choice of a role here. Are you going to want to try to talk to this guy to sell something to him? Do you want to have roll for this guy's perception check or investigation check to or see if you find something insane. good? Uh, I'm just saying, whatever you want to roll for this guy to see if he is interested in buying something, you can use your skills to decide. Wait, would that be insight or perception? Uh, you can do either. Whatever you feel like doing. Or investigation. Oh, or investigation. Um, my investigation is better Let's than see if my this, insight. Go ahead so. and roll and we'll see if this guy's interested in buying anything. <laughs> What'd you get? Seven. A seven. Okay, well... Unfortunately, the guy peruses for a while and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going, guys? And and your grandfather's like, oh, it's going wonderful. This is my granddaughter, Kia. She's found most of the things that you see in this shop. And the guy, like, rolls his eyes and he's like, uh, yeah, no, I've kind of seen stuff like all this before. So I'm going to go down the street, have a good day. And he wanders off. And unfortunately you see Gunther's whole body just kind of like, uh, this has kind of been the standard. Where he's like, he's mm -hmm. he, seen... He's, he's seen a lot of this, and clips are short, and, you know, you guys are fine in the grand scheme of things. You're pretty self-reliant, but yeah. it's tough. It's We don't have enough to buy You're, you're eating that's... a lot of bowls of ramen. <laughs> or, or bread. Or yeah, like and, bread and like and bread that's and... like maybe two days old. Uh, you're not necessarily poor because you have a lot of useful items that can do things for you. Yeah. But selling them would be better. Yeah. So anyway, the guy leaves and Gunther goes, well, I suppose I'll just keep getting ready for this supposed group that's going to roll by later. Uh, you be careful out there. Have good luck. And uh, he pats you on the head. Again. <laughs> yep. And boots you out the door. <laughs> I wave. <laughs> okay, and he waves back, and then he goes back to sweeping up. So the town, it like I said, it's an alley or it's a main street. You got buildings there to check out if you want. Uh, everything is to like your right. Are we kind of the? You're kind of like towards the end. Okay. You're close. You're closer to like right at the road. Um, the like eastern side of the road. Yeah. And then, so to your right is most of the town. To your left and back behind you a little is the Colossal Cliffs, and you can see from here this half-submerged skyscraper. It's about 12 stories tall. Is it still, is like, is it is it just a wall of rock on the inside too? Yeah, ba basically like, imagine half a skyscraper, but instead of horizontally cut in half, it's vertically cut in half. So you can access yeah. the depth of only about half of what the skyscraper was before you just hit cliff. And so and this it's is something. Too. It, it doesn't go into the cliff. No, it doesn't go into the cliff. Oh. The cliff cuts it off. And so this is pretty common with the wild mag magic surges and storms. Things will transpose themselves in these surges. And basically, you, the theory is that when this surge happened, this thing that shaped the world, cliffs appeared where they weren't before. Forests and lakes and oceans appeared in different places. Cities that may have once existed were replaced or cut in half or things like that. And so the scrape is basically a vertically halved skyscraper that's 12 stories tall. 
ripped apart, totally run down, covered in vines. There's holes in it, everything. There's people have built scaffoldings up the sides. It's been a source of rummager exploration for years, for many, many years, a hundred years since the town was built. Yeah. And it was built around the idea of rummaging the scrape. Yeah. Um, Cause that's because it's this giant building mm-hmm. and it was full of stuff. So anyway, that's what you see. It's probably mid-morning. Okay. Sun's high in the sky. Beautiful day. Um, I think Kia would go, would try to grab some stuff, maybe some new stuff for this puzzle group that's coming along, and go immediately to the scrape. Go get to work? Yes. Okay. And so you start making your way off down the street. Pretty quickly, you find yourself, like, out of town. It's not hard to no. to get out of town because uh, it's so short. And so you start making your way uh, through the scrape or to the scrape. And on your way there, could you roll a perception check for me? Yes. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, that's fine. It wasn't that hard because what you notice is less vision and more sound. Cat ears. You do your cat ears perk up the fur. The hackles raise a little bit, and you turn around and you look far away in the fields beyond Map's Edge, because Map's Edge is right on the cliffs, but beyond it is is kind of like fields. There's yeah. some forests here and there, but in the distance, probably 50 miles, you can see really far. Yeah. You can see a storm a brewing. Now, Does this is like not moving? probably, but it's moving slow. Okay. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's moving your direction. Okay. But this is a wild magic storm. Now, this is kind of a fun thing that we're doing for this campaign, where the storms that appear, sure, you have normal weather. Yeah. There's lightning, there's thunder, etc. But when the clouds are prismatic in color, when the rain is jello or acid or blood or mm, jello. <laughs> salty, beer (laughs) you know i don't know whatever it is and you can tell these storms even from this far away because this is a wild magic storm because the clouds are like they're like rainbowy silvery metallic they're all the colors you could possibly think of they're changing and moving and swirling and instead of like thunder all the time you might hear like the roar of a lion or water rushing coming from the clouds they make absolutely no sense (laughs) and to the point where we have a wild magic table if you ever get caught in one that you'll have to roll because who knows what happens and the people of the world know about these storms hide from these storms because they can hide in so weirdly past world buildings seem to be unaffected by things like transportation they're still affect they still have weird magic surges things will come to life but in terms of being teleported or changed or anything like that which can happen to buildings it it doesn't seem to affect the past world buildings and so oftentimes people will hide in past Past world world stuff like the scrape so you clock the storm and as you approach the scrape speaking of the first level of the scrape, as you approach, it's pretty big. 12 stories is, you know, it's 130 feet tall or something yeah. like that. Um, it's not the biggest skyscraper in the world, for those of you who 
are from cities, but it's pretty big out here. Yeah. It's the only big building like that. Like the tallest building in the village is probably two stories. Yeah, exactly. The inn probably has two or three stories, and yeah. that's it. So 12 stories tall, but the first level has like torches, like lights out front. It's opened up, has a pathway going in. Okay. This is a and very used thing. But also, you know this, the first floor of the scrape is actually like a bunker. Oh. It's like a storm bunker. So if there's a storm that's coming towards town, everybody in town gets into the bunker. And so the whole first level is constantly cleared out, stocked up. There's beds, there's everything in the lowest level of the scrape. And they kind of like cleared it out and made it into. Yep. And one of the jobs of the rummagers periodically is to make sure it stays clear of any creatures, any weird items, things like that. How fast can I run? How fast? I don't know. What's your movement speed? Because <laughs> it's dashed. I mean, like out of, out of combat. Like, how fast would I be able to I mean, you're a cat person. I think you're pretty dang fast. Is your movement speed like 30 feet? 30. 30 dash, 60. You know, yeah, you can move pretty fast. And the storm doesn't look like it's coming. And it's like 50 miles away. It's really far away. Why are you glaring at me? <laughs> 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 you don't trust your DM, no, father? No, I don't. Currently, this storm is very... Like, this is common enough. Yeah, that it. They roll by. They don't always come towards your village. Okay. So I think I'm going to... Do I know from experience which levels are like more likely to have stuff? Yeah, you do. You've been through enough, and I kind of have a breakdown of the floors um, too. But basically, the first level, it's basically like an old parking garage. Oh. But this is the bunker. Uh, town bunker, right? Yeah. Um, you know that the first four floors... Parking garage, the lobby, floor, uh, floor two, floor three, are pretty much picked clean. Okay. Um, and not necessarily that you won't find something, but but unless a storm has come by, chances are it's clean, and there hasn't been a storm in town in a little while. Okay. So. Most of the other rummagers, and I think as you enter into this lobby, or sorry, into this bunker, you'll see other rummagers there. Yeah. Yeah, there's other people that are working. Um, they got the bunker cleared? Yeah, bunker's okay. cleared. You don't have to worry about that. But but yeah, you know that the first couple floors are, are clear. And I'll say that, um, I'll just roll for it. There's two rummagers down here that actually look like they're packing up. Oh. And they're like heading back to town. Okay. Um, if you want to talk to them at all. But basically, this is a safe space, and okay. they keep it safe. Okay. I think I'll just go in and try to go up to at least the fifth floor first. Okay. So what we're going to do with the scrape is the first three floors, easy enough. You go into the parking garage, and you make your way to the stairs. These things like elevators, they don't work anymore. No. <laughs> you make your way to the stairs. You go through the doorway. You go up. Stuff's littered everywhere. There's paint on the walls. It's graffitied. It's 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 used. Graffitied. Yeah. By past and present peoples. Oh. Yeah, kids will come into the scrape, you know, trying to be cool, sneak into where the rummagers are only supposed to be, and try to see how many floors up they can go before <laughs> something happens. Stuff like that. You probably think those kids are lame. But they're, yeah. you know, there's... I even know they're probably like my age. Yeah, exactly. 
first floor up, you go through your, you got to climb over some scrap piles, metal things. Second floor, you go up. There's a lot of junk items. Not um, magical. Old microwaves and coffee makers and desk computers and things like that where it's just trashed stuff. Can I can I do like a quick like glance over to see like if there's anything worth mm-hmm. like I know there's not anything magical but is there anything worth for my collection? Oh yeah, yeah. Make an investigation or perception. Uh, same rule. Five. Oh, five. Uh not on this floor, but you'll have opportunity. You're not surprised either. It's not so much it's that not. like you didn't look right. Yeah. There's just nothing good here. Third floor, same kind of thing. It's just junk. Now, fourth floor is when things start to change. And so, and you go through the third floor and you start going up to the fourth. And I think by the time you get near the fourth floor door, you hear a buzz. You hear a scrape. You hear a clatter. You hear movement up here. Is it, does it sound like one thing or multiple things? Sounds like multiple things. And so what you would need to consider is that four floor, the fourth floor, it's just an open archway of the fourth floor is where things start to get a little bit more dangerous dangerous. because one of the things that happens with wild magic surges that come through is things awaken. Yeah. Past world scrapers as we like to call them. We've already talked about this, but for the people listening, these are basically constructs made of combined junk items magicked together. So you'll have a little creature um, that looks like it's made of bolts and pins and has, uh, you know, scissors for hands and uh, rolly cart, shopping cart wheels for feet, you know, who knows? And they roll around. They all are all hodgepodge together. What if you had a magic eight ball that had like little like wigs? There you go. And that looked like an eyeball. Yeah. I love it. And then maybe there's a Magic 8 Ball one that you, you, you've if probably. You shake it, if you shake it. I like to imagine triangle. that Kia has a Magic 8 Ball that was the head of a scraper she yeah. had to knock out. I wonder if it still works. Uh, signs point to yes. <laughs> um, and so now that you're coming up on the fourth floor, it's your decision. You know that you can get up to the fifth floor, which you've been to before without really going into the fourth, but you are going to need to either make a stealth check or you can go into the fourth floor and see what's going on. Can I peek around the archway? Yeah, make a perception check. Oh, friendly, good roll, 17. 17. Uh, I'll say that it sounded like multiple things, but you only hear one. Or sorry, you only see one. You peek around the corner and you see a small, maybe one foot tall little creature. Its body is like a book uh, opened up and attached to the book are two like metal spoons. And on, <laughs> is it walking around it's on walking around. No, those are its arms. And it is walking around on little feet made from, I don't know, uh, calculators <laughs> attached to some rods. And its head is a stuffed animal head. (laughs) And that's kind of what you see. And it is doing the things that scrapers do. And it is rummaging through stuff. Kind of like rummagers do. You guys don't really know why. They just go. But they sort and they look look through stuff. 
That's what you see. Have I ever seen one, like, find a magic item? Mm-mm, not that you've been ever seen, no. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Can I scan this room as well, like, from, like, archway? Or do I need to make a stealth check? You would need to make a stealth check if you want to try to get in and investigate. I wasn't gonna get in. I mean, like... Well, it depends on what what are you looking for. Does it seem like there's any magic items on this floor? That's my thing. Yeah, so why don't you make an Arcana check? Arcana? Mm-hmm. Where's that? Okay. Very top. Six, it doesn't seem like there's anything magical. Um, Not with that. Uh, if you want to get in a little further, you could see. Make a stealth check. But you would need to make a stealth check. Or you move up to the fifth floor. I think I'm going to go to the fifth. So you're going to leave these guys behind? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You're able... You've done this before. These guys, unless you're like in the kind of the room with them or you make a lot of noise, they're not going to come after you. They're they're not like super aggressive, aggressive unless you disturb them. Yeah, exactly. And so you're going to move up to the fifth floor. Now, the fifth floor is where you usually do most of your rummaging. You've been to the fifth before, the fourth and the fifth. Because the fifth, for whatever reason, is when it seems like most of the rummagers get up here, and it's it's big. It's yeah. a big area, and it seems like some of these magical items pop up on now and again. Because it's not that the surge that happened 300 years ago was the only time magical items popped, popped up, but now they're associated with the storms that come through. Yeah. The storm comes through... It's hazardous, it's dangerous, everybody hides, but afterwards, it's great for the rummagers. Yeah, because of all the items. There's stuff, but there's also creatures. Yeah. Is there any windows on this floor? On the fifth floor? Yeah, probably, but not in the stairwell. Yeah. You would need to get in and go through the, like, offices and things like that. I creep in. <laughs> all right, go ahead and make a stealth check. 20, not that. Oh, okay, nice. 20. Okay, so you sneak in, and you're feeling good. Uh... Partially because you're using your little padded cat paws, your furry paws, and you're you're in your element. You're a rummager for a couple of years. You know what's up. But also, it doesn't seem like there's any of these buzzy, sparky things, the scrapers, on the immediate glance. Okay. Uh, as you go into the fifth floor, it opens up into this big opening area, and there's like offices along uh, the sides. So it's like a hallway, but like... But big, tall ceilings. Okay. You know, probably... 12, 14 foot tall ste- ceilings wow. and a big, it's it's less of a hallway and more of like a entryway. Like a- and like probably a 30 foot by 50 foot room. And on the far side, you can see a fancy looking elevator door that <laughs> rummagers would know doesn't do anything. You can open it, but it's just a shaft with a ladder. Oh. And then there's offices along the outside edge. You've been into some of these offices. Doors are open, doors are closed, etc. There's scrap everywhere. And then you know that there's a hallway that leads to another section that looks very similar. Do I know which one? Do I remember which ones I've explored? Yeah, you've probably explored. I would say that probably in the last couple weeks, the fifth floor is where you've gotten to. Okay. And Gunther has always been about, don't go above floor seven. Don't do it. No, do it. You can remember it. But you don't know why. You've never been Just up there. Just don't go. Just don't, don't go. do it. And he's not the only one that doesn't go above 
four, yeah. floor seven. Yeah, and so it's a common enough thing that up to floor seven, you're good. Past that, you're not really sure. So you've probably, I would say you've explored like 25% of floor five. Okay. But doesn't mean something new might have popped up. Yeah. But yeah, so you've probably it- explored a lot of these rooms, but maybe you've never been to the hallway to the next section or oh. something like that. Is there any windows in the entryway? There are mostly windows in the offices. Okay. In the in those side rooms, not in this entryway. Okay. I'm going to go into, can you peek in an open door? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll say like a couple doors down, one of them's open. Okay. Are you trying to be sneaky? Make a perception check. If you want to just go into the room and scope it out, you'll do investigation. Mm, perception. Okay. Um, 22. Nice. But not net. As you approach, you notice that there's a slight shift in sound in the room. What do you mean? Like something moving, like a little scrape across the ground. But then it just goes silent again. And as you peer in there, you don't see anything, but you do get the sense that something's in there. That something's in there. Why don't you go ahead and make an Arcana check with advantage, though? Arcana with advantage. Mm Mm-hmm. Both really bad, but one is better. Um, seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah, you notice something move in there. Move, but I can't see it. You can't see it. You don't know what it is. Okay. I'm gonna creep along the wall. Like step into the room and creep in? Yeah, like... Okay, you'll want to do a stealth check for me then. Pretty okay. please. Twelve. You have the eyes closed. All right, a twelve. You start creeping in, and you sidle along the wall. Try to be as cat-like as possible, or like wall-like as possible. Okay, you start scooching in, you start scooching in, and your foot bumps a little box, a little tin box, about three by three inches, and you hear the familiar rattle of clips. You get the sense that this is an old clip box. clip box. But you also hear that scrape again. I like. Yeah, and as you turn to look, thinking that you were pretty stealthy, you see an old office box full of files slide apart, slide to the side, and behind it is, imagine a scraper basically made out of two phones. <laughs> old style the old, wired the phone old, like with the with the stand. with the number pads and everything and so its body is that it's got legs of some kind and it starts swinging these phones like maces and it goes and it starts running for you cuz you it was able to spot you so i need you to roll initiative wait i have one thing that is, sounds really funny okay um, love it what if like so if like the w- like, if the legs were, like, the coiled-up wires, so, like, it could bounce, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So it bounces towards you on a bunch of coiled-up wires. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because, like, the the cords that for the phones, that. it could be, like, some sticking out of the bottom. And, like <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so then it's got the... It's bouncing along with that, and uh, as it bounces towards you, you hear a thing go... Please leave a voicemail at the tone. And then it goes beep. And uh, and then it just starts buzzing towards you. And I need you to roll initiative. That's, that's really funny. <laughs> Please leave a voicemail. Uh, what? 
Okay. You will go. That's fine. You're going to go first because it rolled really terribly. (laughs) Uh, You know these scrapers. You've fought them before. They're tough little dudes, but one is not something to be frightened about. Uh, The issue is when there's lots. You knew about it. You heard the noise. So even though your foot bumped and caused a stir... You are able to act first okay. as this weird phone bouncing <laughs> creature runs towards you. Man. Yeah. What would you like to do as it? I mean, it, it's not rushing towards you technically. It's not its turn, but it yeah. started moving towards you. It's probably about, I don't know, 15 feet away. Okay. The room's not huge. Mm. Also, to describe the room, I forgot to mention, yeah. as you are in the room and you've stepped through, uh, this is a room you probably haven't been in before because instead of a window, the wall is actually like kind of busted out. Oh. And so it's not a small window. It's actually like a missing chunk of wall. Oh. And so breeze is coming in and you can see the sky and distant fields beyond. Is it facing the village? No. It's probably facing towards Athon. Okay. So it's like... So it's facing the west. Facing yeah. It's facing west. It's facing north. What is no, no, the opening is facing west. I know, I know, but I would need to find a window to face the village. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. North. north? Yeah, yeah, basically north, yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to... What's my range? Um, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna... Uh, run up, um, to this, uh, little... This little scraper guy mm-hmm. and beat it... <laughs> make him make him so he doesn't have to run up to me. Okay. And then um, I'm gonna try to, uh, like, I'm gonna try to s- like slash one of his wires with the short sword. Okay, so I you're using like your short sword for attack. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you having a rough go of it? Huh? Yeah, my rules are really terrible for some reason. I got a six. Okay, well, with pluses. Yes. What is your two? It's only a plus two. No, no, no. I rolled oh, a two. Oh, you rolled a two. I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, it uh, bounces sideways and dodges out of the way. Uh, is there anything you can do as a bonus action? I don't think you have that ab- ability too much I yet. I do. It's my spell. Oh, but it only affects your next attack. So you could wait. Yeah, yeah it's up to you. Yeah, yeah, I might. Um, okay, well then it is going to jump since you close the gap it is going to bounce up off of its wires swing its phone and go leave a message at the beep and then whack you uh, i only rolled a 11 though uh that is not it okay so so far a very exciting fight i <laughs> i reach out upon like go bad up and bat it back down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like a cat toy. It falls back down. You bat it out of the way. And um, it is now your turn. Okay. Um, I am going. It's like five feet away from me. Yeah, it's I'm within try melee to, range. Again, to, but in a different spot, try to like slash, like, okay. slash it. From the sword? Yeah. Or with the sword? Um, ooh, ooh. Oh, don't roll over. Um... It is a 16. Oh, yes. That definitely hits. Okay. Um, this little foam beast. Eight. Eight damage? Was that full damage? Yeah. That's Dang. Damage. Six plus two. Well, uh, sort of unclimactically, 
they only have seven hit points, <laughs> these little ones. And so what happens? Um, I like, I take out my short sword and I, I like to imagine it like Fruit Ninja. <laughs> where I like, where I like, um, maybe it jumped again, so it's yeah, in the air. Yeah, maybe it jumped again, and I go like this, and slice off its wires. Okay, and as you slice off the wires, as usually happens when these things are defeated, you see a little pop of magical energy, like a spark, like a, and then it, the phones dis separate from each other, all the wires clump crumple back down, and it clatters to the ground and you are left alone in this room one scraper down no damage taken not too bad um can i go back to the quit box yeah it's right by yeah you it's right by the wall where you were okay you go back down uh why don't you roll a d20 just just a d20 yep just a d20 nine okay so you find the equivalent of nine silver Nine silver. Silver, yeah. They're, you open the box, and they're not the greatest clips in the world, but they're that's good. That's like okay. selling a small little magic item. Because hmm. keep in mind at this level, like gold, a gold is a lot. Yeah, I have four gold. Yeah, and that's stuff you've accumulated over years. Yeah. So nine silver, not bad. Nice. Also, um, you notice uh, as that box moved and the guy uh, rushed you, the room opened up a little bit where he moved that box, and there's like an old knocked-over desk that it seemed like he was rummaging through. Oh. Um, and then also the opening in the wall and stuff like that. Can I, being very careful, can I, like, put my hands on the wall and, like, lean out? like Lean out of the window? Yeah. Of the opening? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Are you trying to look towards the village? or yeah, what are you like, trying? I'm, I'm trying to, like, keep an eye on the storm. Okay. Um, yeah, make a perception check. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure if I... No, you'd be careful. I was trying to make sure if I'd make you do a dexterity. But I think you're fine. Perception. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. 20. But 20. not now. Okay, that's good. I'm doing really good on skill checks and really bad at attack rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you notice that the storm is off in the distance. Um, Does it look like it's closer? Maybe a little bit, but it looks like it's moving more north to south than towards you. Okay. North to south isn't that. No, because it was like it's it's like closer to Athon than oh, oh than okay. your town, but it's there, and I will say with that good of a perception check, what you do notice maybe kind of just to set the scene a little bit is the storm rolls over a lake, and then as it passes by as you're watching it, and the storm passes over that lake, a forest is there instead, <laughs> and the trees are like pink and purple. Yeah, okay, it's just like, to like give like you an idea. A plastic Christmas tree forest. Exactly, and 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 maybe they are all plastic Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. That sounds hilarious. That would be funny. So there's now a plastic Christmas tree forest where there was once a small little pond lake. So that's kind of the idea of stuff that happens. I think I, that I, like in my room, I would have like a map that I constantly like cross out stuff and like redo it because of the wild magic storms, like like landmarks. So oh, like you're like, updating the map? Yeah, so I would be like, okay. So when I get home, I would be like, okay, uh, this pond is not here, and the Maybe you plastic have a, Christmas do you think, trees are here. So do you think Kia would then have like a journal? Yeah. Okay, so maybe you take a moment to like go like, jot a note. When uh, you know, replace when it, wake with with uh, Christmas tree forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cool. And uh, and as you're leaning out to, how do I? I think I would like you to make a stealth check. Stealth check. Yeah. Not like a dexterity. Or no, anything. I think okay. I would like you to make a stealth check. Really? What? Really? Another six. A six. You, as you're staring out and looking at this storm, you hear something above you. Like on a different floor? On a different floor. And as you turn to look up, you your hand kind of slips. Not like you're going to fall out, but you like take a chunk off of the wall and it falls down. And as you look up, I'm going to say uh, about three floors because you're on floor five. So it'd be floor eight. Eight. On about floor eight, you look up and you see something large, a shape that was hanging out of an opening, almost like it was holding onto the side of the building. Oh. But right as you are just about to focus your eyes on it, it darts inside the building and dashes in. Like dashes in? Mm-hmm. Do I get any like sight of like its general shape? Two arms, two legs. Two arms, two legs. But it was hanging on the side of the wall? Hanging on the side of the scrape. Uh, uh the scrape? Yeah. Spider-Man! <laughs> but, like, huge. Yeah. Like... Big. 20 by 10 feet. Yeah. Wait, is that height or width? Height and width. 20 feet high, 10 feet wide-ish. Wow. Yeah, a big, big thing. That thing's got to crouch. <laughs> and it crawled in quickly. So that's what you see. <laughs> okay, we have a giant Spider-Man on our hands. <laughs> and then also right at about that time, you hear a scream. And it sounds like it's a couple floors up. Three floors up? Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. You hear a scream and you hear cluttering and cram- clambering. And right at about that time of the scream, thunder from this distant storm echoes across the plains. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end the first session. <laughs> yeah, a loud scream up above you. So, and it sounded like a person. The Spider Man attacked. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. We always knew. We're big Jonah Jameson fans around here, yeah. anti-Spider Man fans. <laughs> so that's it for our first episode of whatever this is. Of whatever this is. Uh, hope we're going to be doing a lot more, and we are going to continue the story of elsewhere and Kia. And uh, what do you think about it? The giant Spider Man. Um, the story. This. Oh, oh. Um. You excited to keep going? Yeah. We're going to learn a lot more about Kia, where she comes from. Do you want to give anybody a little hint? Think. Uh. (laughs) Wait, I don't even remember what country it's from. Uh, Think. Was it Sweden? It is Sweden. Okay, think Sweden. No, nice. A little, a very vague little (laughs) hint. Um, All right, that is all. We are going to go and we will see you next time on this lovely podcast that we like to call Adventurous. Now it's time for Q&A with the dad and daughter. Yes, this is a thing. And in the future, we're hoping to get 
questions from listeners that we can answer on air. But right now, I have some questions from my D&D club that I run at school that I get a lot. So the first question that I get a lot is, which dice do I roll? Oh, that's a good one. For people who are new. Yeah, for people who are new. There are, in fact, a lot of dice. There's specifically seven dice. Yeah. How do you remember? How did you remember when you first came up with this? I think how I usually remember is the biggest one is the one you roll all the time. And the smallest, weirdest looking one (laughs) is the one that you roll the least amount of times. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing to remember is that the D20, this beautiful 20-sided magical piece of equipment does 80% of what you do. Maybe even more than that. Maybe like 85. 85%. Because this is all your attacks. This is all your skill checks. This is all your... Saves. Saves. This is everything. So familiarizing yourself with the 20-sided die is the easiest thing because it's the biggest one. It's got the most sides. And you're going to pick it up 85% of the time. Yeah. Everything else is for special stuff. When you do damage, when you need to roll something random. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that. Yeah, so... Honestly. You got to take your d20 and you got to, every time before you play a game, you got to roll it once to see how good the game is going to be. Um, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to do it right now. You can do it right now. Let's see what I get. Oh, no. I got a five. So what about you? Um, okay. I got a six. Hey. So we're, we're doing real bad we're doing here. This so good. But hey, at least we know that the um, D20, it's an icosahedron. Yeah. Why do you know that? Geometry. Why are you, you already? Well, you're so smart, and it's it's really embarrassing for the rest of us. Is it? I think so. Hmm. The D20 is your your sword. It's your sword, um, and the the D4, the littlest, weirdest one that looks like a pyramid. It's like your hair tie. You almost like never use it. Your but hair tie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was beautiful. You almost never use it, but it's still essential. That's true. They're all essential. Yeah. Agreed. All right. That is all for Q&A time. And we'll see you, your questions anyway. We'll see your questions <laughs> next time. On to Adventurous. Q&A. All right. We've reached the end of the episode. I just wanted to make a quick shout out to the folks over at Plus One to Gaming for giving us a platform for our podcast. Head over to their website at plus12gaming.com for tips, tricks, other actual plays, and some pretty cool content. You might find us on there as well. And for everyone else, we're grateful for your support. As we wrap up the episode, just wanted to remind everyone to connect with us on social media, leave your comments, and subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you use. If you got any burning questions out there that you want to ask, if you're curious about our escapades or other questions, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from the kids out there. Ask us anything, and you just might find your question featured in one of our future episodes. Thanks for joining us on this incredible journey, and stay tuned for more Dadventurous. Adventurous.